This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Okay. If you clicked onto this podcast episode, then you're probably wondering, how do you become successful as a podcaster? I have been podcasting for three and a half years now. I am on my fourth year of podcasting. My anniversary is June 6th. It'll be four glorious years of podcasting. And let me tell you, I have messed up. I have failed. And I have done everything that you can possibly imagine. So you don't have to. And along the way, I have gotten the chance to read a book called Outliers. And I think that, that alone was the thing that changed what that that book alone is the only thing that could have told me how to successfully become a podcaster and honestly I'm not a gatekeeper so I'm going to tell you the secrets of the book so let's go also like listen I'm also a 24 year old in college like I'm not going to sit here and be like this little motivational speaker no girlies She's literally about to graduate soon. Like, (laughs) strap along for the ride. It's about to be chaos. All right, run the intro. Welcome back to the Shock You Please podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Silva. And today I am here by myself to tell you the secrets to becoming a successful podcaster. If you're watching the video on Spotify, well, then you know that I'm also doing my makeup while telling you this because also my boyfriend's birthday is in two days and his little birthday gift to himself is getting a tattoo and one thing I love doing is being in someone's business when they're getting a tattoo because I love tattoos I adore tattoos and so this is me getting ready to go do that and there's nothing more intimate than a get ready with me so let's talk about this how to become successful well to do that let me tell you the background of what I have and have not done as a podcaster and where I am today. So currently standing, I have 295,000 total podcast downloads, relatively on the smaller end in the podcasting world, but big enough to be considered at least a micro-influencer, minimum. Um, My biggest podcast episode has 40,000 downloads, Second biggest podcast episode has 23,000 downloads below 20,000 below that 16,000 below that those numbers might be a little skewed a little off not by much those are episodes I'm very proud of but my point being I have a lot of episodes that have gotten at least 6,000 downloads and over okay so in that sense I guess you can call me successful I consider myself a failure. Why do you ask? Because my goal in podcasting was to one, become 
the next Alex Cooper, the next Joe Rogan. I wanted to go above and beyond in the podcasting world because really and truly, as I've told you, I'm about to graduate. I'm a senior in college, Texas A&M, Gigam Aggies, if you know Brittany Broski, that exact same college. And along the way, I was like, hey, I'm going to vet school. Well, I was planning on it, but I never wanted to do it. In fact, I didn't choose that. In fact, I let my family choose that for me when I was like four years old. I didn't want to go. Everyone just said, well, you like animals. We want you to be successful in our eyes. Something we'll be proud of. You'll be a vet. I said, okay. And went along my merry long way. My entire life, I have always wanted to be the Disney Channel star because I was that teenager in 2014. Yeah, all the little, all the youngins, if you will, that are like, oh my gosh, what it was like to be a teenager in like 2014, 2015 era, 2012. That was me. I was literally 12, 13, 14. I'm currently 24. It is 2024. So as you can tell, my years go by. My age goes by the years. 2012, I was 12. 2013, I was 13. With that being said, I not only was there for the rise of Disney Channel stars, but I was also young enough to watch and enjoy the rise of YouTube stars, of YouTube influencers. At this point, that life just looked fun. It, there was something so fascinating to me about being a Disney Channel star, about being a kid who gets to play dress up. I didn't know this then, but I know it now. I've just been a kid who loves stage presence. I guess you can say I've been an attention whore since I was a kid. Well, <laughs> I tried. I have done tryouts that have turned into scams, auditions for to become part of a agency to get me on Disney Channel. Scam. My mom got scammed out of three thousand dollars. I have then auditioned to become a model. Didn't make it because also that was my first audition. Girl, I was like maybe eight years old. I was a baby. Okay, we were going for child star. And my mom also saw it in me and was like, hey, you know what? This is something she wants to do, something she's been begging. I then tried to do pageants. By that time, my mom was burnt out from being scammed at auditions, from me being turned down because in the same sense, my mom has never been in the entertainment world. She never thought she would ever have to help someone be in the entertainment world. She herself was not prepared the same way I was not prepared. We have the same level of understanding of the entertainment world because also she was an immigrant or she is an immigrant. And she had to learn like, hey, there's people out there who want to be in the entertainment industry and like this is a big industry and a lot of people take advantage of people trying to get into the entertainment industry. Oh my God, I'm away from the mic. And so after a while, she gave up. I didn't care. I didn't throw a fit. I was still young. There was other things to do. I joined dance. I got my stage presence. I was living my life. But along the way, I quickly learned I wanted to be a YouTuber. Now, couldn't do that because again strict immigrant mother hey social media not allowed <laughs> hey social media in the house absolutely not I could not be on social media to save my life so I was also fine with that I made my videos and saved them to my computer and then I just watched all the other YouTube stars I watched all the Vine stars and I wanted to do it so badly but also my mother's rules are my mother's rules I sadly <laughs> agreed because now I'm like I could have been a child star now knowing what I know about success in the entertainment industry I highly doubt that I would have been a child star. Um, yeah, so I watched. I watched Vine creators become YouTubers. I watched so many people climb up and up and up. And finally, when I hit college, truly skipping ahead, 
didn't think much of it. I finally am now on the path that was set before me from my family saying, hey, you should go into vet school. You need to become college educated. Okay, that's fine. Like, again, still following the words of my family. They know more than me. Who am I, you know, to say no? I never did research for myself into industries. I never understood what it meant to be a veterinarian. I never took the time. And the one time I did, I was 14 years old. I got to shadow a vet as they spayed a cat and almost passed out. And in that moment, I knew this is not what I want to do because this is not the high in like high stakes, high intensity running around diagnosing cats, saving the day superhero. Instead, it was boring. You're in a surgical room. You have a cat cut open before you that was sedated, that's tied down, like this cat looks like it should be dead. And it's just another day for the vet. And they're just in there like, yep, this is what my day is. After that, next, bring in the next animal. Literally, it was like a factory line, truly. All the all the vet techs were in the back, like prepping the animals. I got to watch that. And then I got to watch them as they wheeled it in. It was one after the other, one after the other, because it was in a shelter. They had a lot of animals to get through. And that was the first time I realized, oh my God, I think the understanding that I thought I had of all these different professionals is not at all what that life is. Um, Playing vet does not mean getting to pet cute animals all day. It truly means being born with paperwork and rolling around a bunch of animals that are literally just like waiting for surgery waking them up and send them off on their merry way to their owner. I got to college and found out that a lot of vets are suicidal. It's one of the, I don't know if it is the highest for sure, but I know it is one of the highest suicidal rates within a professional field because, hey, your day as a vet is mostly spent putting animals down because it is more important for people to spend the money to save a family member, a loved one than it is to save a loved pet. People aren't spending that money. It's easier to put them down, take them out of their misery. They have a short life anyways. That's okay to lose a few years. You put them down, you go about it. And that's a vet's day. Diagnosing normal things, shots, injections, spay, neuter, put them down. Um, I very quickly realized I didn't want that life. And then suddenly... I realized I was old enough to make my own decisions. I was old enough to figure out what I want. I was old enough to not follow my family's directions. I'll be damned if they were disappointed. They've been disappointed in me since I was born. Listen, if you've listened to any of my other podcast episodes, you know my family life has not been easy. You know I am typically the one who is considered the black sheep simply because I don't believe in what they believe in. And even then, I am not the worst treated cousin in this family And that says a lot. (laughs) With that being said, I finally realized, hey, I could change. I could actually chase my dreams or I could at least die trying. Let's go do what we've always wanted to do. Let's become an influencer. Hey, lo and behold, I start a podcast. That's how we got here. What did I expect in podcasting? Well, I've been watching influencers long enough that I honestly thought I would come onto the scene of podcasting. And make it to the top very quickly. I've always been the person who has gone high grades in school. I've always been the person who doesn't shy away from hard work. I would fly to the top in podcasting, work really hard, put in long hours. And lo and behold, in a few short years, I would slowly start raking in Charlie D'Amelio, Dixie D'Amelio dough. Not someone talking outside my window. Oh, baby, would my life be made for me? Would my life just be 
woo out there. I did all the research I could. I did all the research on how to start a podcast. I did all the research on what makes a successful influencer. I also did research on what made a successful rapper. I did because I realized that podcasting your marketing strategy would be the same as a song artist because with YouTube, you get an algorithm. With TikTok, you have an algorithm. With Vine, even, you had an algorithm. Podcasting, you're across multiple platforms just like a song artist. You kind of have to wait till people figure out who you are and start looking for your music. You're not, you are not waiting for an algorithm to get you out there. You're waiting for other people to get you out there. Or you really... Damn, my face is dark. My face is really dark and you can't tell on camera. It very much looks like it matches, but it's giving orange. Ooh. <laughs> Disgusting. But basically, you you're kind of at the liberty of whoever will listen to you. And so I did research on song artists and how they've become up and coming people, how they've become the biggest and the baddest. I did research on YouTubers. I did research on TikTokers. I did my research. I listened to stories. I looked at, I literally researched every which way you could think possible to the point where, um, you know how like in America, well, technically everywhere, as long as you're on the internet, they figure out what you've been looking up and then they start recommending things. I got so many things recommended to me to like help me out. I got setting spray. Man, I got how to create your own website, how to find your own video editors, how to use AI for this and that, babe. You terrified me. Hi. Yeah, I am podcasting. When do you want to leave? In 10 minutes? Okay. Most likely. Maybe not. It's kind of more exciting to see the behind the scenes. Listen, I'm a podcaster who loves breaking down the fourth wall. Alexa, set a timer for 10 minutes. Good afternoon, Brianna. Okay. 10 minutes, starting now. Ah, yeah. Okay. So as you've heard... We'll speed this along. So we'll give you my backstory and then we'll come back and we'll tell you all the secrets. Um, skip ahead if you like. I truly am not holding you hostage here. But yeah, so I've researched everything. I literally got recommended Canva. I've got recommended ChatGPT. I got recommended Filmora. I got recommended everything under the sun that really has helped me along the way. How to find SEO. I did all of it, baby. I did all the research. I'm the one who creates my own podcast cover art for the people who sit there and aren't amazed. They who are amazed. Thank you for the people who sit there and look at my cover art and aren't amazed. F you. I figured it out all on my own. I went through so many podcast cover arts. Like I was my own graphic designer. I was my own editor. I was my own everything. I am a one woman show here and I still am. Um, along the way, I came across a lot of videos and even a lot of influencers who have quote unquote tried to help people who are up and coming around them. A lot of them being you need to post consistency as consistently. Um, as long as you post consistently, it'll happen. As long as you keep going, it'll happen for you. Never give up. And something kind of stuck out to me as it probably stuck out to you. There is no one telling you what the hell you need to do to truly start from zero and become something. Everyone has the same advice. 
Keep going, keep posting, market yourself across all social media accounts, and lo and behold, out of the grace of God, something will happen to you. I have read a bunch of self-help books, and they all have said the same thing. Um, Keep going, keep trying. Sooner or later, taking risk will get you to a place where you are very happy with your life, and don't worry, you'll be okay, and da-da-da-da-da. Um... Hey, no offense, not to be a complete atheist, but that sounded like a load of BS to me. I've done the manifestation. I've done the vision boards every year since I started my podcast. Every year I had an influx of downloads, a agent coming in, um, being on the Dear Media team. I had all of that, literally all of that on my vision boards and I worked towards it. I didn't let it sit on a vision board and not do anything. I emailed Dear Media. I got into contact with them. I had someone reach out to me because I presented them what my podcast was with all my downloads. And lo and behold, they reached out to me and told me to apply to be on their podcasting team. I did all that, went dead silent. I reached out again and again and again and realized I just didn't make the cut. Later on, I found out people on Dear Media want someone who's getting 50,000 downloads and more, not someone who is getting a thousand downloads and less. Um, and I definitely was at the 1000, if I was lucky, 2000 listens per episode. Um, so I didn't make the cut, but I tried and I kept going and I didn't let that stop me. Every obstacle I have overcame when my computer gave out on me and I had to get a new computer. Luckily, stimulus checks came out. I used a stimulus check to buy a high tech computer to continue podcasting. I invested in better equipment. I invested and researched and kept going and kept going and kept marketing kept marketing myself, put myself on Twitter, put myself on Instagram, put myself on TikTok, put myself on Snapchat. You named it, you'll probably find a video there. I'm even on YouTube Shorts if you really want to go and look for me. Um, I marketed across everywhere for years and even had some videos take off. Okay, here's the sad thing. It wasn't my podcast videos that took off. In between, I also made sure to add videos of myself living my life, making funny content, following trends, and those videos did very well. Um, I, not big, but I do have videos on TikTok that have gotten 16,000, 15,000 views. Like, to say the least, I have definitely been in the social media game and also succeeded in the social media game. Brianna, why do you think you're still a failure? I have even gotten two sponsorships on my podcast, one of them being Athletic Greens. Hey, love you, girly. Best sponsorship I've ever worked with. Not saying much because I've worked with two and I've even had AG1. Again, I prefer Athletic Greens. <laughs> I mean, not, oh my gosh, my bad. AG1 and Athletic Greens are the same thing. Um, I've worked with AG1, Athletic Greens, and Magic Mind. Magic Mind was the best one I've ever worked with. The, as simple as that. And it was truly the interaction that I've had with the people and what they expected with me and my podcast. Like, they were just better. So, again, if you want to sponsor me again, girly, hey. Um, love them, love the product. They're great. AG1. I have nothing bad to say. I do have good things to say. One just stands out more than the other. Like truly, if Athletic Greens wants to work with me again, I would. They're not horrible. It's just I preferred the interaction with one over the other. And it was simply, I think it's just because of the medians that it took to interact. One of them was because I'm also, my podcast is listed on a website that allows companies to literally like buy ad placements like it's literally like an Amazon shopping cart while Magic Mind reached out to me through my business email that I keep in the show notes 
And I think that really made a difference because one of them, you have less human interaction, even though I was messaging them back, thanking them for the opportunity. No one reached back out because, again, it really is set up like a, hey, like add this to my shopping cart and let's go because that's truly how you buy an ad placement. Like anyone can do it. You can go buy an ad placement on any podcast you want. There's some big podcasters out there on that um, website. And truly, I will tag them in the show notes below if you are a small podcaster, which you most likely are. Um, or I'm, I don't know if you're, you're just a podcaster, if you're listening to this episode specifically, I'll tag them. You can go add your podcast. I, you really do get sponsorships from it. Um, don't cross your fingers on it though. Um, sometimes you get them and really good ones come through and sometimes you just don't and that's fine. But yeah, I also follow this guy called Henry G on YouTube. He did his whole podcasting till I make $10,000 in one month from podcasting journey on YouTube. Um, he's still podcasting if I haven't kept up with him, but that was also because the last video he posted, he said it was going to be his last video since he finally did make 10 K in podcasting and he gave all his secrets away. And because that was someone I got to follow along and truly helped me along my podcasting journey, I kind of want to do the same. So with that being said, yes, all of that, I've done all of it, baby. I have done all of it. Y'all can go look for his YouTube channel to go figure out what he did and what he was doing. Like, he was very helpful. He showed me the websites on like what he used for um, SEO marketing, like all of that, all of it, right? Brianna, why do you consider yourself a failure? You still have so much to go. Well, to be honest, because now my downloads are down to 20, roughly 20 downloads an episode. Um, we have also managed to Alexa. How much time is left on the timer? You have two minutes and <gasps> seconds left on your 10 minute timer. Thank you, girly. Um, my downloads, I went from getting like over a thousand downloads a day. My peak literally being 1300 downloads in one day down to if I'm lucky, a hundred downloads a day, like 60 is kind of where I'm starting to average what happened? Was it because you stopped podcasting? Was it because, you know, what, what happened there? What did you do? Like, obviously you did something. And let me tell you, the real big true secret is it's the way we look at success in America. That is what, that is what makes you think that in reality, I did nothing different. I was podcasting every day. I was putting content out there weekly, never on a truly strict schedule, but like, relatively within a week I got a podcast episode up and only took big breaks when I kind of had to because school got into the way but for the most part I put up pretty consistent on the dot podcast episodes as much as I truly could and I worked my butt off and I kept doing everything I did even when my podcast episodes were taking off and everything was taking off man I even hit the Pandora algorithm that's where my real big success came the Pandora algorithm picked up my podcast and really started pushing me out there and promoting my podcast out there to the point where the last time I checked my statistics, I had over a thousand followers on Pandora. And again, this was still when I was like up and up, like just hit 200,000 downloads. So I can't even imagine what it is today. So safe to say she was going up and then out of nowhere, it started climbing down. And down and down and nothing changed. I was still posting on TikTok. I was still getting some pretty decent views. Like 
700 views, which on my TikTok, that's pretty big for me. I mean, apart from the 15,000, which whoo, 16,000, whoo, like baby girl. But like for the most part, 700 was still a lot of views for me. Met people who said they love my podcast, all this stuff. Got to interact with people. Got people DMing me saying they like my content. <gasps> oh, he wants to leave now. What time is it? Alexa, what time is it? It's 4.45 p.m. Oh, that's why he wants to leave now. Okay. I'll be back, guys. Um, I'm going to put on these lashes and then be out the door. Aw. Ad break. I'll leave you on a cliffhanger. Bye. Okay. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> I'm trying to pick up where we left off. I had to go back and literally like listen to the audio clip so many times. So as you've heard from the last podcast clip, the reason why I look different, the reason why my makeup's done, the reason why I'm coming to you is because I just came back from my boyfriend's um tattoo appointment. He is so cute. But anyways, what time is it? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, picking up where we left off, the reason why I consider myself a failure is the way we look at success in America. And that's what the book Outliers really tackles. That's the giving you a different viewpoint of success. And the reason why I say that is because, yes, I understand, like, what I'm telling you, it's like, okay, well, you had a lot of success, you know, I mean, especially going from where I've started, which was making, you know, 13 downloads a day, if that, like eight downloads a day. Um, sometimes I would have zero downloads a day to now, I at least know I'm getting over 20 downloads a day. Let's, that feels like a safe number to say, but even then it can still drop to zero. But I know that one simple fact is I know I'm going to get some form of downloads a day, definitely more than one. But to me, I was expecting to get the pull yourself up by the bootstrap story. I was expecting to be able to go on and do bigger and better things with my podcast. Like, you know, the naiveness of, oh, I'm going to be able to like really go big and out there within one year of podcasting left my system after that first year. And then I realized like, hey, this is going to be a slow and steady thing And now we're past three years and like nothing's happened. And I don't know, again, through all my research, most people, they do their, it takes them like three years truly to get on and popping on social media. And so when it passed the three years, I was like, am I successful? Am I not? And that answer really lied within myself. And if you listen to a lot of podcasters or social media influencers, A lot of them will tell, like, a lot of them will say, you know, you can do it. Anyone can do it. If you want this life, you just have to try. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> like, yes and no. Because, uh I just want to make sure I get every idea that I want to get across, across. Because this is about to be a very loaded and very heavy topic, like podcast episode. Because I really want to explain, explain what defines success. Not just in the podcast industry, but across all else based off of the Outliers book and applying it to podcasting. Because truly, it's what's going to help you become a successful podcaster. (sighs) The reason why I told you my backstory is because people's backstories are so important into how and when they got here. I told you a podcast. I told you a story that was filled with a lot of hard work. I told you a story that was filled with so much. And it's like, but I told you in the same breath, like I considered myself a failure, including within the world of podcasting, like included and that's based off of the way I define success in America. And to me, success in America is based off of, you know, how much money you make. What can you do with this? Is this just like a side hustle? Do you get a few, you know, like, what can you do? Did you take your podcast and bring it to new heights with money? And like, could you use it to turn around and invest and create a business? And because I didn't do that, like I considered myself a failure because that was my goal. And a lot of times when you listen to a lot of people online and they talk about how to be successful, they tell you, like, you need to stay up. You need to work towards your podcast. You need to put your social life away. And I didn't want that for me. I didn't want that for myself. But I was willing to do it. I was willing to do those sacrifices to a certain extent. I said no to a lot of things. I've put my head down. I've podcasted and podcasted and podcasted. And I burnt out. I burnt out so hard. I burnt out so hard like you've never seen before to the point that like I didn't podcast all of November. Um, I tried to come back in December, couldn't. Like my podcasting fell off so hard because really and truly working yourself like a machine can only last for so long. Podcasting that hard on top of being a full-time student, on top of still stepping into the world of like the professional world in America, like it can only take you so far. One of the things that really started to weigh on me was I'm trying so hard. I'm putting myself out there. And what really, like, truly felt like a shot to my heart. And you're too blame. You give love. Whatever. Um, I've even made podcast episodes about it that really, like, had me is I would listen to other influencers. Like, I would watch their videos on how to become an influencer. Like, other influencers who I loved and adored. And their story and some of them who I've never heard before and specifically found them just through their videos. And all they would say is you have to post consistently. You have to market yourself across all platforms. And I'm like, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Like, I've been consistent. I've worked really hard. Like, I've done this for years and I feel like there hasn't even been a shift. Don't get me wrong. Two sponsorships was great. But like, my downloads are falling again. I just had moments where I literally went viral and I'm plummeting again not viral to the sense of like millions and millions but I'm plummeting I'm then now realizing like there are people who have amazing success stories on social media and people who go viral and don't have a dollar to their name like what is the difference between these people and then it started creating this deep innate fear like this deep sense of fear 
in me about how am I going to stand out from the crowd? How am I going to do this? And I bet you have these questions too. If you're an influencer, if you're a podcaster, how do you stand out? How do you have a stable business? I mean, let's be honest. You can be cocky all you want. You can be as confident as you want. You can know you're a really smart person with a really good business mindset because if you watch these videos if you do your research if you literally google and read read articles and read blog posts like I was doing that's what these things are going to tell you they're going to tell you to have a business mindset to do this and do that but then you'll listen to people like Emma Chamberlain who is like she doesn't even know how much money she has she created a really great team behind her to never know how much money she has there are so many people in the creative world who are not business savvy and they have a great team behind them what is the difference And truly, lo and behold, to sum it all up from the book Outsiders, the difference is the opportunities you have. And that's just that. That is the difference between a successful podcaster and someone who has worked 10 plus years podcasting and has not gotten off the ground. It is simply the opportunities you get. Because what you didn't hear in my podcast story is is an opportunity. You didn't hear a point where finally someone believed in me. And it wasn't that I didn't have the numbers. I got the numbers. You know, people who were smaller than me have gotten opportunities. And I I always took it as I need to work harder. I need to work harder. I need to try harder. I need to pull my numbers up higher. If I do this, I will now expect these opportunities. If I do this, you know, push myself out there, promote myself, become better, become better, become better, become better. And I did. I tried really hard. And I'm not sitting here saying like, boo-hooing, but I want people who are stepping into the world of influencing to realize what you're up against because that's what I always told myself was I wanted the truth. So many people said, you have to niche down. It's all about niching down. You have to know your audience. You have to know this. You have to know that. I have sat in a communications class about, um, it was literally called Media Industries, and sat there and learned about the different industries of media, TV, radio, newspaper, social media, YouTube, Netflix, um, the gaming industry, like some of these, you know, we condensed down, really focused on Sony, um, like literally sat in a class and did a whole research all semester. And truly one thing that I walked away from is like within my marketing brain, because like, I also want to go into the marketing world that, okay. I want to go into the mark. Well, yeah, I want to go into the marketing world, whether that's as a uh, influencer, as the face of it, or, behind the scenes, whatever. Like I want to go into the marketing world because truly that's where I just feel like my talents can be used the best. I walked away from that knowing when it comes to media, you can do as much market research as you want to. You can sit behind closed doors and do research for three, four, five years. At the end of the day, you truly don't know what something, how good something's going to be. You truly don't know what the audience wants. You truly don't know what's going to go viral. Guys, a piece of bread falling over has gone viral so many times and to this day every time it comes up on my your for you for you page I stop I watch and I laugh at it Bella Porch her biggest video is that still the biggest like TikTok video to ever exist was her video I'm sorry to the community of people who like love these videos I truly don't know what it's called but it's the one with her doing the very expressive facial facial features like to a certain song right? Like that got like 50 million views or something like that, like probably past that. Or maybe it was like 50 million likes and 100 million views, like something insane, right? Who could predict that? 
all the market research in the world who could predict that there has been some very famous youtubers who have been here and they seem to like where are they now moments where you're like what are they doing where did they go and you'll hear the well it's because they didn't know their audience it's because they did this it's because they did that but it's because they've done that but then you can also find stories of people who have done the same thing and they've been perfectly fine and outliers breaks it down so perfectly it's your combination of opportunities and sometimes where you are born how you are raised the culture you've been raised around can dictate what opportunities you can get in the book it breaks down bill gates life and for bill gates he got the opportunity to go to a school where it was one of the school one of the first schools in the nation to go from computer coding with like literally uh, cardstock and hole punchers to be able to uh, coding on a computer in real time to then being given another opportunity where um, he was able to go to a university and spend time on their computer when computers were really hard and very inaccessible to the everyday public people didn't everyone didn't have a computer in their home and then on top of that he got another opportunity to do another job to literally go code from for some guy in his company and get that as his high school credit so by the time he dropped out of Harvard as a sophomore, he had like eight years of coding experience. So of course he dropped out and created his own company. And when you look at success stories, that typically is what happens. It's not the, I worked really hard and I didn't know what I was doing, but I tried anyways and look where it got me. Behind those are opportunities that people are given. Sometimes down to their birthday, because this book even talked about how a lot of uh, hockey players are born between January and March and it's simply because the cutoff date to like move up based off of like your age and grade or whatever is January 1st so even if you turn 10 like you have to be 10 by January 1st and even if you turn 10 January 2nd you're staying behind with the little ones so then everyone who was born in like January February March end up being like these older, much more mature people because they have just a little bit, like, you know, they've grown a little more. Because let's be honest, kids grow so fast. It's like month to month, like a kid is sprouting, you know? And you're just like, why are you getting so big? How is this happening so fast? I mean, think about like literally how quickly do infants change from like newborn to like two months old to like something they're in like five month old. Like what? Like, why are we jumping so fast? Like kids grow fast, you know, that is, they're literally growing. And so because of this, because they were left behind due to their birthday, they end up being the biggest in their class, therefore giving them like literally half a step up from the other kids simply because they're bigger, they're a little stronger, not by much, but just a little bit noticeable, just a little bit, just a little bit for their coaches and the parents and everything to notice. So then they become the best in their class, technically. And so then the coaches and the parents start focusing on them and giving them more practice time because they're the best. You want to help the best move up because if you see that spark, you know, push them up, push them up, like, let's go. So then they get moved up. You get moved up, you get a little more practice time, you get a little more experience, you know, you get, you just get a little more because you're viewed as the best and you just keep moving up and up and up until like you're half a step up becomes a whole career. 
And now you're better than everyone out there just because you got more attention, more practice time simply because of the day you were born. Or some of the richest people in American history, they were all born within the same nine years of each other. Why? Because this decade in American history was the one and only time so far where the U.S. economy did a complete 180. Everything that you knew about the U.S. economy got destroyed and turned. Like, everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked literally love. And so that is why, like, the Carnegie, the J.P. Morgan, Carnegie, J.P. Morgan, Rockefeller, like, all of these people became, like, they hold so much wealth to this day, like, within American history, because they were just born at the right time. Same thing with Bill Gates. On top of his like opportunities to code before anyone else could code at such a young age, he was also born at the right time that the computer world was changing as he was getting older. So he was the perfect age to jump into the technology world. And so things like birthdays and opportunities and what it is is you realize it is just opportunity after opportunity after opportunity is given really and truly and so success stories instead of looking at them within the American culture we look at it as it is based on you if you are failing it is something that you're doing wrong we never zoom out and look at the bigger picture and say well why are you failing you know and let me just say this is truly always something um y'all the audio for the video completely cut out completely cut out and there's a moment where i like grabbed onto the microphone cord and i was like oh my gosh it might cut out so let me stop hey it did cut out it did cut out oh it's always something but that's perfectly fine because truly i can sum up what i wanted to say right here right now with audio on my phone so sorry there's no more video past this point so the big overall theme of this book outliers and why i'm connecting it back to podcasting is because what truly makes success is the opportunities that you are given the opportunities we don't typically see when you are born what is social class did you grow up in what culture did you grow up in and in fact one of malcolm's quotes that truly sums up the book because um outliers is by malcolm gladwell which i started listening to this podcast like truly oh my gosh this man's ideas like blow my mind um but the quote that truly sums up this book is what truly distinguishes success stories from stories you've never heard isn't extraordinary talent it's extraordinary opportunities and that is so true and so i don't want you to listen to this podcast episode and think that this is me being salty or boohooing about the fact that i'm not successful in podcasting it's not me giving up it's not me saying that you know no one will ever be able to do this no one will ever be able to stand out in a sense i instead want you to take the focus away from yourself and and instead of saying like oh i'm not a successful podcaster because i'm doing something wrong i'm doing da 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 there's i'm doing something wrong i'm not working hard enough i'm not podcasting hard enough i'm not marketing myself well enough to a certain extent these things may be true but at the same time i bet you have examples in your mind right now of people who have done less than you have currently done and have gone way farther than you currently are and i want you to know that truly that is because of the opportunities that these people are giving given and some things unseen some things you cannot change just their age you know 
in social media especially there's this thing of like wanting to propel young kids and finding young kids extraordinary and the fact that young kids are willing to get on here and just post content regularly like we boost them up so quickly and I mean that that could be another conversation within itself but a conversation that I do not know how to start nor do I know how to even get into um but there's just so many other underlying things and I want to say this to say you can only try so hard you can only do so much you can only work so hard another idea of this book is the fact that there's also the 10,000 hour pool which is when you do something for 10,000 hours you truly become a professional who can oh my god there's people talking and I opened my window because my room is getting hot but every time I do this okay <laughs> my room was getting hot it's nice and crispy and cold crispy it's nice and uh, I was trying to say it's a nice crisp cold breeze outside but okay it's nice and crispy outside um but yeah like you have to also be able to put 10,000 hours in and trying to work 10,000 hours of practice of deliberate practice you know so getting on here and not just doing a bunch of different sounds and voice notes and all these different things and then putting it out on the internet and not caring but truly 10,000 hours of perfecting your craft of trying to make sure you have the best audio of making sure you are advertising yourself the best on social media because to, again to a certain extent having good videos and having good content will push you so much further but it's not the only thing. And that's the thing that I think a lot of influencers who give other influencers advice forget. And I think I've only heard it once and it's truly from Adeline Morin. She will sometimes remember to say, um, you just need to be a little bit lucky. And she's right. You, To a certain extent, you do need to have a lucky opportunity. But don't forget, these opportunities are sometimes unseen. And so all of this to say, to truly become a successful podcaster especially like with the media an instagram or an instagram model a tiktoker or whatnot you need to have opportunities you need to wait for opportunities you need to be on the lookout for opportunities so don't sit here and stress yourself another example that i gave in the audio that's cut off is you know there's this idea of if you're not working towards your goal well that's why you're a failure and that is why i want to pinpoint the success within america because we tend to think like that a lot right that tends to be the answer. Oh, you didn't work hard enough. You didn't put in enough work. Huh? Oh, one of the examples I gave before, you know, the audio cut out was that we have this idea in American society, in American culture, where your success is based on how much work you do, how much hard work you put in, which again, yes, is part of the success equation. But this whole idea of, well, you need to skip out hanging with friends. You don't need to have a social life and you can't do this and you can't do that. But only if it serves a purpose, right? If, for example, you are a podcaster who has no sponsorships, you are barely getting any views, you don't, so that means you are not bound to a time that you have to get up and post your podcast content every day. Why would you tell your friends that you're not going to so-and-so's birthday party? You're not going to so-and-so, like you're not going out to dinner with your friends. You're skipping so many fun social aspects of your life just to podcast. When when you look at your numbers, baby girl, you're not really making that big of a difference. It's different if you're only podcasting once a month. 
because you're going out and even then the you know you're just slower to get to your 10,000 hours I really wouldn't even think it's that big of a deal I mean if you want quicker success debatable if posting at least once a week twice a week can really truly do it because again with podcasting you're not bound to an algorithm that can uh promote you you are bound to people finding you and so if an algorithm picks you up like on tiktok great but if not oh well you know you're just sol (laughs) i was like wait what's that saying (laughs) um but it's skipping dinner and birthdays and hanging out with friends there's a completely different story if i just got the biggest sponsor sponsorship of my life and it's going to determine whether or not this person is going to sponsor me again and it's going to determine if i can continue to turn my podcast into a full-time job just by this one sponsorship if you decide to go out with friends instead of completing the deadline for this sponsorship that's when i'm going to say you're stupid that's when you need to start canceling on people that's when you need to miss out on life a little to care more about your career because that that plays a role in what you want in life you know at that point i would almost say you're self-sabotaging but if you're just skipping to skip out just because you feel like oh me not working hard enough is stopping me you're simply just missing out on life you only have one life to live and i am this book has changed the way that i look at success because for so long the only way i was told to be successful is to miss out on life to only care about this to obsess over it um yeah to miss out on life to obsess over it to obsess over podcasting to constantly try to make yourself better to not hang out with friends to be a loner to be a loser in your room and then sooner or later boom you're going to explode with success how does that make sense (laughs) how does that make sense Oh, you have to niche down. Well, why would I niche down when some of my favorite podcasts, when some of my favorite podcasters are not niche down? I love them because they talk about anything and everything, which is why I have found with them. That which is why I have found them, which is why I have stuck beside them. There are also podcasts that I specifically follow because they do talk about one very specific topic, and I just want to listen to that one very specific topic. But if I'm being completely honest, I don't listen to them as frequently because they only talk about one topic and in reality my favorite type of podcasts are when you get a new episode a new vibe every single podcast episode that's why i love the britney broski podcast um broski report that's why i love zane and heath unfiltered that's why i love adeline moore and girl talk that's why i love trisha paytas's podcast it's so different i'm not hopping on to a podcast to listen to how to better your life those i don't want to listen to all the time i don't want to listen to that all the time i wouldn't be entertained so why would i niche down if my favorite podcast to listen to does not have a niche you see what i'm saying and so i think some of the best advice that i've ever gotten from a social media influencer not to me personally but to her followers was someone asked her how to become an influencer and she said post your content and don't listen to what anyone has to say about how to become an influencer and she was so right because you listen to people you listen to people you listen to people and they will push you in the wrong direction you like you can become a social media influencer you become you can become a podcaster in any way shape or form you just need opportunities and i think that changed so much about how i felt about myself in podcasting because before, I truly used to stay up till four in the morning editing because I was like, I have to get it out. It's been seven days. It's been eight days. Oh, I have to get out and podcast. If not, I'm not going to be 
you know, I'm not going to find success. Why am I not finding success? You know, I've spent so many years doing this. I've been working my butt off. I've been perfecting my craft. What is it? Is it me? Is it my, um, is it, what is that called? My podcast description. Is it my podcast description? Is it my show notes? Is it my titles? Is it not SEO friendly? Is it this? Is it that? Is it this? Is it that? When really and truly, it's just I haven't gotten the opportunity yet. I know now that I have done everything that I've needed to do. And moving forward, there's only very minute things that I need to work on. Like right now, I think I need to work on promoting myself better on TikTok. But I'm okay with taking that slow and steady. I definitely need to buy audio equipment that makes my audio better. Okay, that's cool. But these are not things that are going to truly determine if I'm a successful podcaster or not. What's going to determine if I'm this extraordinary podcaster that I've always wanted to be is if I get an extraordinary opportunity. So with all this being said, I'm going to end this here because I think that sums it up perfectly. When you are sitting there crying in your room trying to figure out why is my podcast not blowing up? Maybe it's because you just haven't gotten the right opportunity yet. You truly have everything you need to become successful. Don't let this bring you down. Do not overwork yourself either. You can become truly anything you want to be as long as you have the right opportunities. And sometimes you have opportunities that you didn't even realize were opportunities, like your birth year, your birth month, your zodiac sign, where you grew up. You just have to wait for the right opportunities and they can always be around the corner and sometimes they might take a little longer. So if you haven't blown up in three months like you thought you would, hey, I'm one of those people. I'll happily admit it. I was so cocky and confident. I guess we can say it was young and naive. But also, that is the one simple truth that I think I have found across the board. To become a successful podcaster, you need to have some really good opportunities that come your way. You need to have sponsors who are willing to sponsor a small podcast you need to have a tiktok algorithm that picks up your podcast thinks it does well and continues to push your content you need to have a great manager you need to have good advisors this is how you create longevity on top of also putting out good content and it's not just good content and when you go out there and you look for more information on how to be a good podcaster and people are telling you, well, you need to post this and you need to post that and you need to niche down, you need to post consistently, you need to da 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 It's the same copy and paste information. And even if you do exactly what someone else has done, it will not work for you. And it is simply because you're not getting the same opportunities that that person got. So wait your turn. Do not freak out. Do not panic. Continue doing what you're doing if you enjoy it then you enjoy it if you don't give up it's okay you can find opportunities in another field you can find opportunities as a tiktoker as an instagram model baby girl you might even go out there sell feet pics and become the biggest feet seller whatever but it takes extraordinary opportunities to do extraordinary things so do not forget that part and be on the lookout for your opportunities Anyways, that's the Distract Me Please podcast. If you're new here, which you probably are, hi, I'm Brianna Silva. You can always follow me. All of my socials will forever and always be in the show notes. I am going to link the summary of the book, Outliers, and then I'm also going to link Maxim Gladwell's podcast episode that he did revisiting the same topics from this book. And I think it's really beneficial. And I think if more people understood success in this way, that we have some unfair advantages that have been built into the system, then I think a lot more people would be willing 
to give other people opportunities because truly the difference between you and another person is not because they were born with this talent but simply because they got an opportunity that you did not receive so let's give more people opportunities if we can take anything away from this if you have the chance to give someone an opportunity give it to them because even though they seem underqualified i bet you they can rise to the occasion and if they don't oh well go find someone else life is not that serious we're on a giant floating rock in space okay one mistake is not going to take your company down one mistake is not going to ruin your life one mistake is not going to ruin your podcast maybe 300 mistakes will that'll definitely make you crash and burn but one mistake is really nothing you do not have to be a perfectionist go out there look for opportunities i don't care if you're not qualified go apply just look for your opportunity in life anyways peace out y'all i'm gonna finish editing this and put this up for y'all um Dang, there's $2 burgers at Burger Mojo right now. I might go get a burger. Anyway. <laughs> and everyone go wish my boyfriend a happy birthday. It's his birthday today. Um, yeah, if you can find him on social media, then you can go find him. But, like, I'm not going to put his socials out there. But anyways, yeah, it's his birthday. Everyone say happy birthday, Andre. <gasps> you can say it in the comment section. On Spotify, where I'm having the video of this podcast episode, I have a place that says use this as a comment section. Everyone go comment happy birthday, Andre. Okay, bye. I love you guys. Mwah.